Okay, so picture it. You're settling down for a wholesome evening of playing Mario Kart on your Switch, and you have the first pick to play any character. Obviously, you're going to pick Luigi. Now, of course, that's just a little video game picking pro tip for you. When it comes to picking a financial advising tool, which is, I guess, arguably more important than picking the Mario Kart character with the best death stare, you shouldn't settle for average either. You're not somebody who settles for average gaming and pop culture commentary, right? That's why you listen to this show. So why settle for the same old average investing tool? Now there's a smarter way to manage your money. It's called Betterment. Betterment is an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average. They use cutting-edge technology to build personalized portfolios and help you make more from your investments. Then they guide you along the way with advice to help you make smart financial decisions. All of this for one low transparent fee. Plan for retirement. Reach your financial goals. Make the most of your money. Don't settle for average investing. Demand better. Betterment. Outsmart average. Investing involves risk. Quality control listeners can get up to one year managed free by visiting betterment.com slash quality. That's betterment.com slash quality. My guest today is Mike McWhorter, and I brought him here today to talk about Mega Man 11, which is the 10th sequel to the original Mega Man. I'm your host, Dave Tack, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Mike, welcome back to Quality Control. Dave, uh, thank you for having me once again. It's always a pleasure. Quick question for you, analog or D-pad? Oh, you know what? That's a good question. I think I played with the analog. You think? Yeah, I don't like the the, the fake D-pad on the Joy-Cons. I prefer a, a, an honest-to-goodness cross-pad, but I also prefer not spending $70 on a, <laughs> on a Switch uh, Pro Controller. I mean, in its defense, it's a really good controller, but also it's $70. Yeah. And um, I don't think that I have ever uh, had a situation where I was like, boy, you know, I am just not getting <laughs> the input that I need on this Nintendo Switch game. Uh-huh. So goodbye, $70. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the game is also out on kind of everything else, right? Xbox One, PS4, Windows. Yep. It's a, it's a wide release. And uh, but yeah, I, I have only played the Nintendo Switch version of Mega Man 11. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question for you: Is Mega Man a robot? Uh, yes, he's okay. he's not a boy. Um, he he looks and kind of sounds like a boy. He actually yeah. kind of sounds like a, like a young adult male. Um, but yeah, he's he's I don't know. He's kind of a Pinocchio esque boy. Is an oh, Astro Boy esque boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's then, a robot uh, though, for sure. Uh, okay, then follow up question: If Mega Man is a robot, why can't he shoot up? Boy, that's a good question. Actually, he can shoot up in this game, but only oh, when really? he acquires other robot masters' abilities, like uh, Bounce Man. How many dots on your brightness setting? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> I, I just thought that this is what the people wanted to know. No, no, I, uh, I kind of played Mega Man 11 as is, as it was delivered on my Nintendo Switch via a download code provided by Capcom. Thank you, Capcom. But yeah, I, I kind of just, you know, I fired it up and started playing it in handheld mode and later revisited the game uh, in in docked mode on my on my television. And it was, uh, as I noted in my review, it was a pretty good experience. 
Yeah, so I had an interview with a couple of the guys behind the game at E3, and the story I wound up writing was basically what makes a Mega Man game, because like, when you're 11 games into a series, I guess the question is, what, what, what do you do? Are you just remaking old games or trying to refresh things? or You know, there's that balance. Right. I, I'm no game developer, but my, I, I imagine, and they sort of confirm this, like there's a balance between what what makes a Mega Man game a Mega Man game, and like what can we do in 2018, ten sequels in, to sort of update, change things, but maybe not change them too much, because that has also, as you go into in your review, kind of been the weird story, right? Of of Mega Man in in the last well many years. Do you want to talk about that and then sort of transition into? what they're doing with Mega Man 11? Yeah, I mean, you know, as noted in my review and in, in your interview, Capcom has struggled somewhat to kind of make a new Mega Man game, kind of make a new core Mega Man 11-ass Mega Man game. The last two games, Mega Man 9 and 10, were kind of this, as I, as I maybe unfairly labeled it, a retro kitschy kind of throwback game where after Mega Man 8, which was a PlayStation game, they basically made two more NES games. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, and they were, you know, 8-bit pixel graphics, very classic Mega Man gameplay with some pretty goofy robot masters occasionally like Sheep Man. <laughs> but, you know, and then and Capcom has also tried to they, they tried to make Mega Man Universe, which was going to be kind of like a Super Mario Maker-esque Mega Man game where you could play all the Mega Mans yeah. in Mega Man levels that people could create. And then they, you know, at one point were trying to make a first-person shooter Mega Man. But Mega Man 11, I think, is, you know, reflective of Capcom being on the right track and kind of figuring out what to do with a lot of their franchises. Uh, and I would point to other games like Resident Evil 7 as a <laughs> game where they figured out how to make a really good Resident Evil game again after a couple not-so-great Resident Evil games. Uh, and I, I think that's, again, illustrated with Resident Evil 2, their remake, uh, and, and with games like Monster Hunter World, where they, I think they have a recognition of what people like about their franchises and are going to invest the the time and, and resources uh, and design into making solid, faithful games that honor the franchises and move them forward in some ways. Now, Mega Man 11 really moves Mega Man forward just a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, there are. I think that the big thing that that moves it forward is the is the new double gear system, which you know helps players slow down time or increase the 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 strength of their um, mega buster cannon so it's basically just kind of two more two more tools in mega man's toolbox right but the rest of it is kind of the same you know mega man jumps and slides and shoots and charges up his gun and kills a bunch of robot masters and then goes goes to take down dr wily yeah i think it's a faithful respectful well-playing mega man game some people might think it's a little bit by the numbers. Yeah. But it is a it is a good Mega Man game. And I think it it warrants the Mega Man 11 title sequence. So, yeah. So when you say it's a 
by the number sequel like what is what does that mean i mean in in your mind there are very few surprises here there are eight robot masters you select them from the cardinal and intercardinal directions from a menu (laughs) screen you get their weapons and you take those weapons back into other levels I mean, it's, you know, you're fighting a lot of classic Mega Man enemies in familiar situations. You know, it's a lot of familiar platforming. There are spike traps and bottomless pits. And yeah, and and like even as you play, each level follows a very similar structure, which is you you run to the right, you jump over (laughs) some stuff, you climb up some ladders, and then you fight a mid-boss. And then you run to the right, you jump over some stuff, you climb some ladders, you shoot some things, and then you fight another mid-boss. And then you fight the Robot Master boss. And then you're taken back to the menu select screen and you and you try something else. And, you know, there are some familiar Robot Master archetypes here. There is a an, an Ice Robot Master, and there is a Fire Robot Master, and there is a kind of Gutsman-style construction robot. And, and then things get a little bit weird. There is a you know, there's a a, a, a a robot master who's made out of um, rubber balls, basically. And they justify all this through storytelling. But um, but yeah, it is uh, it follows a very strict formula for Mega Man. But I think it does it in a in a pretty interesting, fun, capable way. As I'm sure you know, every week on Quality Control, we talk about the latest games, sometimes TV shows, sometimes movies. Coming up next, we've got an advertiser segment. I think these are pretty cool because they're like a a mini podcast inside of a podcast. This one is from Betterment, and it's about how you can get your head in the game when it comes to your finances. Ten years ago, the Great Recession sent shockwaves through the global economy. And in that uncertain economic environment, consumers were gripped with fear and doubt. 2008, it was, you know, the Great Recession people in general had lost trust in the incumbents. And I thought there really ought to be an obvious best answer to the question, what should I do with my money? But there wasn't. That's John Stein, CEO of the financial services company Betterment, which he founded because he felt the economic industry was failing the average investor. Imagine a healthcare system designed with just a shelf of medicine, and you can go and you can take whatever you want, however much you want, but there's no doctors. Just just figure it out. And I think that's a crazy way to design a system that everyone has to use. I thought, how do we help people make great decisions, put the right kind of information in their hands to help them do better? So along with a team of experts, John developed an online financial advisor that could work for anyone. Maybe you're retiring, or maybe you're thinking about buying a home or having a child in the future. We learn about those things and create goals for you and a financial plan. It's all the things that a great traditional financial advisor might do for you. But financial advisors charge, you know, maybe four times what what Betterment charges. Betterment, outsmart average. Please remember, investing involves risk. This has been advertiser content from Betterment. Thanks for that note from Betterment. To learn more about their tools, visit betterment.com slash quality. All right, let's talk about Mega Man some more. Uh, I think another part of that formula is that Mega Man games are difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's this sort of Mega Man loop that's always existed, at least in, the, I think, the core games, where you just sort of inch forward, making progress, learning things, becoming better at yep. relatively small portions of the stage as, as you make your way forward. Based on what I've played, which is not a ton, but based on what I've played, that's here too. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, people who have played the demo, the Blockman demo on, you know, whatever platform you play Mega Man 11 on, it's tough. It's It's got some moments where you're like, screw this. I'm never going to get past this. This is too hard. <laughs> and then you try again and you're like, oh, okay, actually, I did get past it. And then you find some other challenge that defeats you. And then the thing that you thought early on was so difficult, you've just you've just put into muscle memory by that yeah. point and you just get over it and you're like, okay, well that was that. W- I remember when that was really hard. And I remember when I couldn't get to the second mid boss. <laughs> and then by the end of the level, you're like, you can just, you can maybe not sleepwalk through it, but you've, you've got the pattern down and, and you know how to get past it all. And I think that they do a good job of stringing that difficulty, that kind of spike in the the peaks and valleys of difficulty in each level some things get really frustrating Mm. as i noted in the review it can be really annoying to get past a bunch of difficult things and then find yourself immediately killed by a giant column of flame that's bearing down on you Uh and to have that happen over and over and over again is frustrating and you're just like okay well screw this i'm not, i'm going to go try something else but uh right. but yeah I, I think the 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 good thing here is that even if you find these things difficult the game gives you a lot of options to make megman stronger to make getting through levels easier to give you extra lives one thing i didn't really go too much into in the review is that you can pick up bolts from uh, enemies yeah. and there it's just a currency basically and if you're finding something particularly difficult or you're finding yourself just almost destroying a boss but you need an extra life or you need some extra energy tanks you can just go buy them from a shop that dr light has set up and um so yeah basically the you get a stock Mega Man to begin with but you can upgrade that Mega Man over the course of the game and uh it makes it a lot easier and it also, a lot of ways, it makes it a lot more fun to just upgrade Mega Man to make his, like, Buster Cannon uh, shots slightly larger or to negate the effects of, like, slippery ice surfaces, things like that. But yeah, I feel like the, the game does a good job of, of making it accessible over time and right from the beginning because you can play this game with infinite lives if you really want to. Yeah, there's a bunch of difficulty settings right yeah i don't know how much it changes the game as it gets more difficult but you said in your review that the easier levels are at least one of them is infinite lives right yeah there's a newcomer setting that you can you can use to play and i think that actually that enemies will do less damage to you as you choose harder or or easier difficulties that sounds like a video game yeah yeah and and i'm i I actually haven't tested that but um so I started to play the game on normal. I made it about halfway through and then realized I had a review to turn in. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. I am not going to finish this game in time on normal because, you know, playing through a level on uh, casual, you know, I could do it on the first or second, sometimes third try. Uh-huh. Playing it on normal usually took me, I don't know, somewhere between 10 to 15 it was, you know, hours long investment per level because I'm not very good at video games, Dave. No, no. no. Well, I never I never want to miss an opportunity to compare a game to Dark Souls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I've decided that what this really reminds me of is that when a difficult game is good in my mind, it feels like a like a huge success or a triumph that you can overcome what is clearly difficult. You're sort of inching your way through and making progress. 
And as, as long as you, I guess, sort of enter it with the right mindset that like this game is not going to allow me to run through it. It's going to be tough and uh, hopefully tough, but fair. Yeah, I, I think for the most part it is. I think that there are occasional platforming things that happen in the game that are not not fun and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily feel like you've accomplished something good like you don't feel like you've got through it yeah you're just kind of like okay finally i've just (laughs) made it through that but but occasionally you'll you'll figure out the timing on on shots or jumps when you're when you're fighting enemies that you're like okay that felt really good i i figured out that pattern or i nailed that sequence of dodges whereas with some of the platforming stuff you're just like oh god i've just got to do this i've got to jump on these disappearing platforms or i've got to weave my way through all these bullets while i do this and some of that is not going to be any easier on newcomer settings. That said, you can go into Dr. Light's shop to to buy a couple of Mega Man's buddies who will pull him out from a bottomless pit or something like that. Nice. Or drop an, an energy tank for him. So there are ways to kind of alleviate some of the more difficult things. But even when you're playing on just kind of casual or normal, it's not going to be a breeze. You're not just going to instantly jump your way through all these things and especially some of these one hit kill screen filling you know natural disaster type things that happen in the game those are still going to get you at some point but i I feel like that if you are at any point frustrated by the normal difficulty setting then just bump it down and you'll still have fun with it yeah there's no shame in that yeah i guess the other thing i wanted to talk about at least for a minute or so is the double gear system yeah. One of the most interesting parts of the review is when you talked about it, you said that it's good but not necessary, which which is kind of a surprise to me. Well, I don't think that the game is necessarily built with the average player needing to employ the double gear system to specifically do anything. Like, I don't think that there's anything in the game where it's like you are given this room, this bullet hell style room where you have to dodge so many things that you absolutely have to employ the the uh-huh. speed gear. But there are a lot of things where I think as you're approaching the game, you think maybe this would be easier if I just slowed down time here so that I could avoid this bullet fire. Or I am so close to dying by this one boss that if I just flick on the power gear for a second and charge up my shot, I might be able to do this. But that said, there are a lot of times where I was playing the game just as a regular Mega Man game that did not have that system. I mean, I feel like part of the challenge is like remembering after decades of playing (laughs) Mega Man games that you have these other options. Yeah. And I think where it, it gets a little bit more interesting is when you have a Robot Master ability and you flip on the power gear... Uh, and you see what it does. You're like, oh, wow, okay. This actually would be really helpful in this particular situation if I used Blockman's ability and just like completely filled the screen with blocks. Or you just don't know how to take down an enemy that's across the screen. Like, I'm standing on this platform, and if I jump, this thing's going to shoot at me, and I'm get- I know I'm going to die. So I might just flip on Tundra Man's ability and the power gear and destroy everything on the screen at once. And I don't have to worry about it. I like that. Yeah. I like that strategy. Yeah. So I think in in combination with the Mega Man systems of having all these Robot Master abilities, 
it comes into play in interesting ways. And I think that people who are much more skilled at playing Mega Man games or video games in general than me will use those systems in, in really interesting ways to do cool speed runs or or like, you know, perfect runs through the game. But like I said, I, I don't feel like it's essential to beating the game. I think there are plenty of opportunities to play through levels without employing the double gear system at all. But I think that um, it definitely comes in handy in certain situations. Well, I feel like I want to get off of this call and go play Mega Man. That's where this conversation has led me. Cool. It's a, it's a neat looking, neat sounding game. It's... I like oh, what man. they've done with the visuals. And yeah, that's actually a good point. I, it's a very pretty game. It is, yeah. It's like it's 2.5D, right? But it's not, like, it is very cartoonish. It doesn't seem like, this is not a, we're trying to recreate visually a 1987 Mega Man game. Right. But it definitely feels like a Mega Man game. Yeah. The evolution of that. Yeah, I think I think visually it's very respectful to the source material. And I think the same with the music. Like, it is not a chiptunesy waveform mm-hmm. kind of soundtrack, but the music evokes the kind of classic Mega Man tunes, those kind of, like, catchy, poppy, bubbly kind of uh, songs that, that I think are most memorable from, like, Mega Man's 2 and 3. Like I said, it, it doesn't it doesn't kind of lean super hard into the retro stuff that that eight and or I'm sorry nine and ten did, but it it definitely has cool throwback qualities to it, and I think that that's a that's kind of a tough balance to strike between you know giving people what they want and what they think a Mega Man game is and kind of yep. keeping it modern and fresh. All right, I gotta go play uh, Mega Man Eleven. Okay, have fun. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.